I may have to fire up my Napoleon grill for the 49ers tomorrow. Jay, what kind of burgers do you Ooh. think I should be making? 40 burgers? 50 burgers? <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, I'm going to go 50? 40 burgers. <laughs> I like where you're going. 40 uh, burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with more on that, nice enough to join us here. Brought to you by Timber Creek Golf Course. Visit TimberCreekGolfCourse.com to book your tee time today. Make sure you check out uh, as well uh, Timber Creek Ballroom. It's Emil Fragoso. Hello, Emil. How are you today? I'm doing good. I am doing pretty good. Getting ready for this weekend. Drapes is already laughing. I don't know what Drapes. Because you you coming in fired up. Well, I know. I, I know you coming in hot. Yeah, I didn't. I did. Yeah, I, I just. I'm just saying how I'm doing. I right. shared with him the text that you sent me, Emil. Just so you know, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys, but I did yeah. share with him that you said you were you were ready for him. So I'm sure he's anticipating uh, you to fire the first salvo here. You yep. to, you to be on the attack. No, no, I understand it because I was watching the last ten minutes. I, I like I like to to know what I'm coming into before I do. I started doing it with the morning <laughs> show because Dave goes off the rails sometimes with mm-hmm. me, and so I had to come in now with Drapes because Drapes is my uh my friend of me when it comes to on air right now. So, so this is uh this is gonna be fun. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. So did you have some numbers that you? No. I thought, okay. <clears throat> All right. I was making a point before the break, Emil. Mm-hmm. We were talking about your guy, Brock Purdy. I know you love Brock yeah. Purdy. Mm-hmm. In the games they lose, I can point directly at his play as the reason why they lost. Okay. Case in point, at Cleveland, quarterback rating 55.3. Bad weather. At Minnesota, one touchdown, two interceptions. Concussed for both interceptions. Pedestrian 94 uh, rating. Cincinnati, uh, uh, 81 rating, excuse me, 81.5 rating against Minnesota. Cincinnati, one touchdown, two interceptions. Very paltry, 94 rating. I mean, that that's like Wait, mediocre. Not, Come on, good. play with me. <laughs> 94 is above average. I don't know it's what okay. You're doing but, uh, but, but play along with me, Emil. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, continue. Baltimore Ravens, 42.6 rating. Wow. And so I can point directly at Brock Purdy's play as the reason why they lost. And wins, he's solid. He's good. He's fine. But in losses, he is pretty bad. Even in that Washington or at Seattle, he wasn't that good. 86.7 rating. My thing is the Niners, you guys, Emil, want to put him on the level of Montana. And Tom Brady, that's disrespectful to those guys. Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but he hasn't shown me anything yet. What has he really accomplished? Nothing. He's had a good regular season run, solid couple of games last year before he got smacked up by Philly. And so I I just need to see him do it on the biggest of stages. And it's not going to be tomorrow against that defense against Green Bay. My thing about Brock Purdy, and this is my last point, Emil, and I'll let you go here. I said it at the beginning of the season. Brock Purdy, to me, will earn his stripes when he lines up opposite one of the game's great quarterbacks, the Mahomes, the the, the Josh Allens, and he outduels them, and he is the reason the Niners win. I just gave you the numbers. I can point to him as the reason why they've lost some games. What I mean, you got, sure. Emil? The floor sure. is yours. Yeah. 
Sure, and Dak Prescott also has that, and Lamar Jackson also has that. All great quarterbacks have reasons why they've lost games. They've, they've been the reason because they are the most important player on the damn team, especially the offense. They are the focal point, so it's always going to go with the blame on the quarterback. And yes, he was bad against Baltimore, not great against, against Cincinnati. Minnesota, you can argue he was concussed. Well, Cleveland, you can argue it was a bad weather game. But my whole issue with what you were saying was that he was throwing to guys that are wide open. I have seen both on television and in person him throw people open. Not only right. Whitey's comment about, about Brandon Ayuk in the end zone, but throwing what I believe it was against Tampa Bay, throwing to Brandon Ayuk 76 yards down the field, throwing to George Kittle against Jacksonville 66 yards downfield. He makes these throws happen. So maybe it's – not Brock Purdy's going to outduel someone. That's not his job. That's not what he's asked to do. The Niners are third in the NFL in rushing yards for a reason. They have Christian McCaffrey give the ball to CMC, arguably the best offensive player in the NFL. But Brock Purdy does though is he makes all the right decisions, and not only that, he was leading the NFL in yards per attempt at nine point six. At one point, he led the NFL in explosive plays. That 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 come Every on, that doesn't. Well, that's a big stat. That's not a big stat. That, that's not, a big not, time not, stat. not when you have weapons like that. You have Kyle Shanahan calling great plays. When you have uh, Debo breaking things like that, don't don't shoot. the Niners' offense is great. We understand that. Uh-huh. My my saying is this talk that we had during the regular season that Brock Purdy uh-huh. was an MVP, like mm-hmm. the numbers okay. Which suggests that, but really, when you watch the Niners, he wasn't even the MVP of his own team, in my opinion. In your opinion. And said, exactly, and, I, and I'm allowed to have that opinion. Yes. You yes. can't well, tell you me my opinion is wrong, because it's an opinion. And so, that's my thing about Brock. I think he has to not only just win the Super Bowl for to get the, the, the credit that everybody wants to give him, I think he has to be the leader of the team. I would love to see a two-minute drill comeback drive where Brock leads them down the field. Not not penalties get him down there. Not a 60-yard pass interference get him in the field goal range or touchdown range or anything like that. I want to see Brock Purdy orchestrate a great two-minute drive this postseason. Then I'll give him all the love that you want. Let me ask you this, Emil. And we'll you know put the Brock Purdy stuff aside. I'm sure we'll return to it, but. This game tomorrow, in your a professional opinion, how likely is it to be a competitive game, Packers and 49ers? I think it's very likely to be a competitive game. Really? You think so? Okay, okay. I would not be surprised if it is 17-13, 49ers going to half. I'm just saying that right now. This is definitely one of those, one of those competitive games. The Packers are hot right now over their last three games. They, they figured it out not only on defense, but offense in the regular season and then against Dallas. Look, I get it. Dallas, they crumbled under the pressure. Packers are playing with house money. But that, that the Packers are the only team to go into Jerry World and beat them yeah. in the last two years. Yeah. That says something. And the Niners know this, too. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think Jordan Love is going to have some throws, going to make some. But I think the Niners defense is going to show up in the second half. And, and take care of business like they usually do. And Brock's going to make enough plays. The offense is going to make enough run plays to get the job done where it's a 30-20 to 20 win. Something like that. Hmm. Where do you see, Emil, Green Bay having an advantage offensively? Do they have one against that uh, Niners defense? 
I think their best advantage is play action. It, their best really? advantage okay. is play action because the Niners over the years have been susceptible to explosive plays downfield, getting beat over the top with their cornerbacks. They've been very good the, la- the last few weeks, actually eighth in the NFL uh, on their in their secondary in terms of passing yards allowed the Niners. But on the other on the other side, the Packers are third in the NFL in passing yards per game the last three weeks of the season at 295, almost 300 passing yards. Jordan Love has shown his ability to use the play action, use the run game to open up everything else. Very similar to how Kyle Shanahan uses the run game to open up everything else downfield. They run the floor and Shanahan are from the same tree. You yeah. forget about all that, right? They, they run a very similar offense mm-hmm. that way. So if the run games, it gets going for green Bay. Do not be surprised to see Jordan love, be able to use his play action over the top. And that's one of the areas of emphasis for Steve Wilkes this week is we cannot let Aaron Jones get going because if he gets going, the offense gets going. Yeah, both uh, coaches run that uh, that that wide zone scheme. How about special teams? And I'm not just talking about Jake Moody, but obviously he's worth mentioning here. Special teams, Emil, is it still, relatively speaking, a weakness for the 49ers? It is, but they are getting better. They are getting uh, special teams ace and, and backup safety George Odom back this week, which is a huge, huge get for them. One of the better gunners uh, in the NFL on mm-hmm. special teams. So that is a big, big get for them. Uh, back, he had a torn bicep, and he is now coming off of IR t- today or tomorrow, most likely tomorrow morning before the game. But the, the Niners just have to just take care of the football, right? They cannot have a Kyle Williams situation happen right now. Ooh, they yeah. cannot, they cannot be up twenty to ten, and then disaster happens because that's what happens. The Niners shoot themselves in the foot. The Niners' worst enemy is themselves because they are better on at every single position, almost every single position than any other team in the NFL. That's how their offense is built. And yes, quarterback, we can have this debate drapes all you want. Brock Purdy has done a good enough job to be a Pro Bowl quarterback this year for a reason. He broke the passing yard record for a reason. So just take care of the football, play Niner football, and don't do anything stupid. That kind of is what it comes down to for them. Mil Fergoso, my guy, my <laughs> adversary, a guy I like to spar with, uh, joining us here on The Drive, guys. Emil, when you look at the Packers getting that win in Dallas – one thing I, I noticed is that the Packers, they were up for that game, if you will. Like, they came out ready to deliver a punch. Yeah. When you look at, you know, some of the teams that have given the Niners trouble, do the Packers have any kind of uh, similarities to a Cleveland, let's say, a Cincinnati, uh, a Baltimore? Uh, because when you look at their defense, the numbers during the regular season don't indicate that they're good, but yet they were able to stymie Dak Prescott. What do you think about their D? Yeah, look, it's it's tough because the defense that the Packers run, secondary-wise, not the best. But what are they good at? In their front seven, they're good at getting after the quarterback. They're good at getting pressures. Guys like Kenny Clark, very, very good. Guys like Rashawn Gary, very, very good at getting after the quarterback. The Packers are going to rely on their front on their front four, let their back seven just do their job. They need their front four with the linebackers to just get after and get and get and get against them to get to Brock Purdy especially on that right side because Trent Williams has been an all-pro, going to be a future first ballot Hall of Famer. You need to try to attack the right side of Colton McKivitz and the platoon of Spencer Burford and John Feliciano. That's where the strength is going to be is just getting to the quarterback. If they can get pressure on Brock Purdy, we've seen how this game goes. Obviously, Drapes, you know very well from last year with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. We know how this game goes. I don't see it happening enough. I think Brock Purdy understands – more so anything, especially compared to last year having his first postseason run, I think he's matured and figured out what he needs to do to make the plays and gather the pocket. He's very, very sneaky, Brock Purdy, in terms of athleticism. So I would not be surprised to see him scramble, 
pick up some yards with his legs, and then, you know, on the run, make plays happen like he did against Washington. All right, Emil, this is my last one for you. Um, in terms of uh, expectations, you know, obviously the 49ers have experience in the postseason that Green Bay doesn't have, but in terms of expectation, there's a lot more pressure on the 49ers. Like, they, you're supposed to win, and the Packers like, wow, what are you guys still doing here? Do you see that potentially being a factor at all? <sighs> The, the what are you still doing here team is always the, the dangerous team, yeah. the house money team, mm. always a dangerous team. And that's what Dallas figured out last week when mm-hmm. they took him lightly. Fred Warner addressed it literally on Monday with his podcast and said, the Cowboys must have taken the Packers lightly. We're not doing that. I've been on way too many teams to, to take anybody lightly in the postseason. And the four Niners know this because every single person that we have talked to this week, whether it be Chris, Chris first or the run game coordinator, Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator, players, they all go – if you watch the tape, Green Bay played better than Dallas over the last few weeks of the season. We get why Green Bay won this game. So I don't think they're going to sneak up on the Niners because the Niners have just been there and done that. They've been in a lot of close games, a lot of heartbreaks. This is kind of their best chance to get this done, this Super Bowl number six this year, especially with the slate that they have going forward if they do win this game. So it's all or nothing for this Niners team, and I think they get that. I think it'll be tough. I think the Niners are just – perseverance and resilient they're, they've been there done that and that's going to speak volumes i think in round two uh, emil last question uh switching gears just a little bit steve wilkes uh will he be here next year or do, will he land something you think that's the million dollar question yeah. is it because that'd make it four for four and four straight right. years and a <laughs> coordinator for the niners goes on and gets a head coaching job look i think steve wilkes stays around another year i do really i think he's only been there for 10 months I think it's going to not only benefit this team, this Niners defense, but also benefit him because he's been he's kind of jumped around a lot over the years. Here one year, here for a year and a half, here for six months as the interim with Carolina last year. I think Steve will benefit from just developing and being a part of a really good culture for a while and building up his stock as a coach elsewhere around the league because I don't see it being relatively high for the head coaching position right now. I see it being more so high for a defensive coordinator spot, which is what he's excelled at this year. Hmm. All right, Emil. Yeah, he's already interviewed with uh, the Chargers, right? Correct, yeah, Yeah. and Atlanta as well as, I believe, on the requested list. Yeah. Uh, Okay, before we let you go, what do you got for us card-wise today as we uh, get a glimpse behind the scenes of Emil's a multi-million dollar sports card collection. What do you have for us today? Multi-million is a bit of an exaggeration. A Whitey. bit, a bit, maybe. That. Okay. <laughs> um, just want to shout out really quick to Sports Illustrated and all the people that work over there. Mm. Really tough day for the industry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. As a as a as a young journalist who grew up with SI and remember the Giants winning the World Series and that and that poster with with Brian Wilson and then of course the Denver Broncos and Tim Tebow and that miraculous comeback over the the Steelers in the postseason. That was the gold standard for us as journalists was was Sports Illustrated. You you wanted to be an SI writer. You wanted to tell stories like that. That's what, what got me into, into journalism in the first place. So um, unfortunately, this has taken a, a sad turn in the industry, and I wish I wish nothing but the best for every single person a part, a part of that decision today. Um, in terms of cards, though, I have to show off my only Sports Illustrated card, and it's a very rare one. Hmm. Um, how about a LeBron James high school rookie card wow. um, Sports Illustrated kids? Oh, from the magazine when it was actually an insert, right? Yeah, in Sports from Illustrated the magazine. For kids. Sorry, the glare. I'm trying to. No, that's trying okay. To uh, yeah, yeah, those. Right. Mm, can you give us any idea how much uh, how much that is worth, or at least how rare it is? 
it's not crazy where I'd, I'd say there's a good amount of copies out there. And it's not too expensive either, but it's, you know, a piece of history, right? Right. And especially right now with the Sports Illustrated News, I had to sh- highlight them. And this was one that I, I you know, got out of out of a out of a magazine and I kept for many, many years. And I found it in one of my old desk drawers about a year ago. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I still have this. Yeah. It's so cool <laughs> to, you know, have that kind of nostalgia and stuff. So. Yeah, LeBron James back with St. Vincent St. Mary. And it's very fitting because he just re-signed with Fanatics uh, recently, and that one-of-one with his son is now available in boxes somewhere. All right. And you guys, a good good job. The two of you want you to come to the center of the ring. No, it was all good, right? Was, yeah, nicely done. Yes, this was a, a, a very <laughs> educated uh, discussion. Like, you know, we weren't calling each other names or no. sitting at the kids' table or anything <laughs> like that. This was this was good, Emil. Yeah. We were not. Well no, done. Drapes, I appreciate you. Whitey, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take care. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game, Emil. Thanks, guys. Have a we'll good weekend. We'll talk to you and of course, the Sports Illustrated news. The Sports Illustrated That's basically crazy. pulling the plug today. Like, what, what is going on they're, right they're now? They're done. All the people who work there. We, we don't exist anymore, so you don't have a job. Unbelievable. And and you know, I mean, Sports Illustrated. That was something you looked forward to each week when it came yes. out. You know, it, yeah. it, was, it was a long time ago, and, though. You and know? you collected the covers too, yeah. like some of the most iconic covers. You I, still have some. I, I have some. Somewhere. I think I got some somewhere. I got, like, the Kings, uh, you know. I think I got cover. a Magic Johnson one wow. after he announced the HIV. Oh, uh, it was yeah. just his face on there, and it was kind of a dark, shadowy. Uh, mm-hmm. I got that tucked away in the box somewhere as well, too. Yeah, that yeah. was that's a tough day. And we, I know people there, and uh, great writers, and it's just. Times have changed, man. In-depth reporting and stuff like that that you can just get quickly now. You don't wait for a magazine anymore. Yeah. And it's crazy because I subscribe to Golf Digest and Golf Magazine, and I don't even read them really as much as I'd, you know, Mm because you're doing things, you know, you got your phone all the time now and everything like that. And so I got like six months I got to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Sports Illustrated – Used to be based on wow, look at the photos. Photos, these yes. are great. And now you just click. You got photos that are just as good at the touch of a finger. Yeah. So Have you seen everything. the the picture books that they put out? Like, uh-huh, I think so. a, a year in NBA, or yeah. a year in yes. college basketball. Those are fantastic, are. And, and I got a few of those, and, yeah. and I'll, I'll treasure those for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Sports Illustrated. We will uh, we will never forget ye. When we come mm-hmm. right back. Um, did you say 14 missed free throws last night yeah. for the Kings? Why that number in particular really stings when we come right back. Drive guys on Sacktown Sports. Yeah, getting ready for football this weekend and uh, still kind of licking our wounds from last night's Kings defeat in the first four-game losing streak for Sacramento, as you know, since the start of last season. You want a couple trade ideas here, Drapes? I know you love fan trade ideas. Yeah, but how about you put it in the trade machine or something well, like this that? Is, or? These are from – they may both be from the same person – Crown Royal here. Thank you, Crown Royal, for being with us. Fox for uh, Lori Markinen and Colin Sexton. How about- <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> uh, just trade Monk for DeJounte to teach him and Fox a lesson. Nah, but Crown Royal's an agitator, man. Yeah, he, I know. He's a, he, he's a, he likes to stir the pot, uh-huh. if you will. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. uh, I, I'll be seeing him out there. I'm, I'm not going to. Okay. Indulge him with that. I think though. I've cooled on a guy that you and I both said we were excited about, DeJounte Murray. You cooled on him now? I did only because of the fit with Fox. I, I think he's a great player, but I think you'd have the same. I think there's a really good chance you'd end up with the same issue that the Hawks are having now, which is, yeah, Trey and DeJounte Murray are both good players, but they, they don't play together very well. That's, but, that'd be my fear. But Fox doesn't have the ball in his hands, really. Like, he's not – like, Trey Young's a – 
mm-hmm. high dribble kind of guy, like dribbles the ball a lot kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to. Doesn't Fox still has a pretty high usage rate, doesn't he? I yeah, I, I gotta pull, I pull to that up. I'll, I'll pull that yeah. up. Uh, I haven't seen him linked to the Kings for what that's worth. Remember our buddy Sam Amick when we talked to him at the arena, he said, "Yeah, I think that I, no one's talking about that, but I'm gonna look into it." And we haven't heard anything since. So I don't yeah, know he hasn't. Uh, there's anything? Uh, maybe there's nothing. Did you see there. Chris Haynes' uh, report? No, sir. Uh, that the Milwaukee Bucks ah are in on Dejounte Murray. Wow! Wow! Right? Look at Whitey's just imagining that he's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I can see that. Wow! See, this is what happens, and that's why the Kings are really in a tough situation here. You got teams like freaking Milwaukee. Assuming they do that, they're getting better. Right. Everybody's sort of going for it. And when you look at the NBA standings, just look out in, in the Western Conference. Outside of San Antonio, Portland, Memphis, I could argue everybody else thinks they're playoff caliber, playoff contender. And so Golden State at 18 and 22, and obviously, you know, they're going through some things right now mm-hmm. uh, with the loss of their assistant coach. But yeah. do they make a move for this season to try and go for it, you know? And so the competition is going to be fierce out there for DeJounte Murray, for Jeremy Grant, Caruso, and all these other guys we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Kings slipped to seventh Yeah, last night. One of the reasons they did is because they missed how many free throws? 14, 14 free throws. Free and do you know throws. why that's a really painful number for Kings fans? No, tell me Because it was 2002, Ooh. Uh, the Kings in the Western Conference Finals, that series against the Lakers, yep. went to the seventh game Overtime, yep. Arco Arena, the Kings lost in overtime, and in that game, the Kings missed 14, 14 free throws. They lost mm. an OT. Or else they were going to the finals. Going to the finals, yeah. and free throws came back to bite you. Yeah. What's interesting about this year's struggles from the free throw line, especially this week, they shot 56% from the free throw line. Malik Monk, one of six. That's your, you know, that's your money guy. That's your guy. Hey, technical foul, Malik, go yeah. knock him down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this team seems to be snake bitten a little bit. And we talked about momentum yesterday. The momentum is going the other way. Negative momentum. Yeah. You know, the 50-50 balls, the free throws, uh, the three-point shooting, whatever it is, like things just don't see – the turnovers don't seem to be going Sacramento's way. In all fairness, we we everybody loves Malik. One of them he did miss on purpose last night. But oh, still, yeah, that last yeah, one. Still, yeah, the last one. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people wonder, is it something mental? I think everyone knows it has to be because Malik's the great example of that. A great free throw shooter. He missed the two in Milwaukee, right? Yep. Crucial free throws, and he hadn't quite been the same since, free throw shooting-wise. And, and we know he's hard on himself. He came out with the tweet after the Milwaukee game, apologizing and saying he's going to be better, Sacramento. And, you know, this might be a time – if I'm Mike Brown, and, and tell me what you think about this, and I would like to hear from the fans too, 916-339-1140. Instead of, and Mike Brown we know, military guy, his uh, solution is, all right, let's work harder, let's put more. This might be one of those times where, you know what, guys, let's go have some fun. Let's do a team bonding activity, whatever, you know, and because and, I think this team is feeling the weight of the disappointment. Yeah, you can tell. You you could tell. And they need to just exhale and say everything's okay. The world is not falling in 
on us, you know? And I think they need, need to take a deep breath and, and maybe get out on the road. You know, they got this seven-game road trip coming up. Uh, they got Miami in there. You know, do something to get away from basketball a little bit, to laugh, to talk, share mm-hmm. a story, just to start enjoying things a little more now. Remember, one of the goals this year for them was to do a better job at taking advantage of home court advantage. Mm-hmm. And they were seemed like they were doing they that were for doing a while. That. But of late, it really they really haven't been able to do that. Yeah, they have not been able to do that. And, and here's the thing. When you look at uh, their home schedule as of late and the teams they've played and the teams they've lost to, obviously you just had the loss uh, last night uh, to Indiana. Your last home game before that, was against the Pelicans. Remember, you got blasted uh, in that game. And then you beat Minnesota. Oh, hold on here. Sorry about that. I got to get my... uh, All right, so you lose to the Pelicans. You beat Toronto. You beat Orlando. But then you lose at Charlotte. You know, home against Charlotte. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's gone the other way. They started off so well protecting home court. Since then, though... They're almost a 500 team, it's yeah. looking like, at home now. Uh-huh. Dancing Zebra Safari Company uh, on the YouTube chat says, Yay, team bonding. Have fun. Remember to play with joy. I like Drape's suggestion. There you go. Yeah. See? I- Steve Curry used to always say that about the Warriors. One time, KD was, was like, oh, yeah. Because I think Kerr said, well, we got to play with more intensity. And, and KD was like, I thought we are supposed to play with joy. No, it, it was <laughs> very sarcastic. But, yeah, right. however you frame it or phrase it, they need to play with some sense of not having this burden on them. Right. Whatever, whatever it is, you can see it weighing yeah. them down. And, and and one thing that Mike Brown talked about, you know, when he took the job and early on is one thing he learned from Steve Kerr is to read the emotion of the team. You know, because Mike is, and he'll readily admit it, he is all about the work. You know, it's like, all right, things aren't working out. Put in more work. You know, you're missing free throws, put in more work. Uh, Defense not good, put in more work. And sometimes, this is a long season, sometimes you need to say, you know what, guys? I know we're supposed to practice for two and a half, three hours, but let's do this instead, or let's do something. You know, and so I wonder if Mike Brown is reading the room when it comes to his team and what adjustments he'll make uh, regarding that. I've not heard this, Colin. Maybe you know something about this. Amadrock from Vallejo, so yeah. Amadrock solid. Didn't they bring in puppies yesterday? <laughs> yeah, the team. The what? They, the what? They, 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 it was an organization thing where they were trying to, you know, pet adoption. They were oh, trying okay. to, yeah, Promoting so promote that, yeah. that. So the guys would walk down the steps, and each one would carry a dog, a little puppy or something uh-huh. like that, as a way to get the word out, you know, to adopt a pet. So Crown Royal says the puppies represented their defense. What do you think of that? That's your see, agitator. Is that see that he, he, <laughs> Crown Royal actually likes being called an agitator? Because prior to that, he said agitator. <laughs> yeah, 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 he enjoyed that. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a he's a stir up on the YouTube chat too with everybody else too. Yeah, I think. And uh-huh. so, uh, leave our YouTube chat uh, people alone out there, Crown Royal. How James about Walls, and seriously, I, I agree with him. You think the trade talks are getting to the team? Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting because the guy that seems to be affecting the most is Harrison Barnes. You would think he'd be used to it by now. He's been through it before. He's a veteran. He understands this type of uh, time of year. I wonder if he really thinks that, you know what? 
this actually might be the year they move me. Yeah. And, you know, and if it's starting to get in his head, he re-signed him to the contract. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it's a very movable contract. And so I wonder if he's gotten in some indications that, you know what, this might be the year they actually trade me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't really quantify it, James, but I'm. I, it looks that way to me. What kind of value do you think, honestly here, being as objective as we can, what kind of value does Harrison Barnes have to another team? Not as much as he had two years Sure, ago. and I'm not suggesting that you should be able to get, you know, a right. big star for him, but he's and he's going to be part of a package. What do you think teams see in him still? Mm. I don't know. I, I think it's it's really low at this point right now. Two years ago, we know the Celtics were highly interested in Harrison Barnes. Um, I would have liked them to try and get Marcus Smart here to Sacramento. Now, he's just a part of a bigger package, you know, uh, maybe a second round pick, something like that. If you, you know, right now, HB would probably be a part uh, of a bigger package. And so I, I tell you, I can't wait. We got less than three weeks until the trade deadline. I can't wait to see what Monty does. And then we could get back to talking. All right, this is our team. This is what it's going to be. These are the moves that were made. Now let's make that push. Because I think there is a a a, a rain cloud hanging over the team right now with the poor play, mm-hmm. the free throw shooting, the trade deadline. We need some – look at the weather in Sacramento. Sac, we need some sunshine. Yes. We need some sun in 70s. It's been raining for about a month now out here. And so I think this team needs uh, some sunny days. Did I imagine it or did they actually post up HB one time last night? Or maybe it was just he got a pass on the baseline. But I, th- I think and that's I think it was early on, too. Yeah. Yes. Like, whoa, yes, good idea. Right, right. It was the Every one because so he had the mismatch yeah. uh, yes. out there yesterday. I, I'm trying to remember who was guarding him. It might have been... Uh, uh, Ben Shepard, maybe, uh-huh, or uh-huh. somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, oh, and HB wanted it. He was calling for it, too. Barbecue chicken? Yeah, barbecue chicken. <laughs> oh, don't say that, Whitey. You should get fired for that, say a barbecue chicken. <laughs> Fools out there. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get back yeah. to the phones when we come back. How did Kings fans get so angry so quickly? And how would you fix it? 339-1140, Nothing like a Friday with a drive, guys, on Sacktown's. Thank goodness we got some 49er football coming up this weekend. Uh, just look at the way this sets up for the 49ers. You get a week off because you, you know, earned the bye, plus you had the week before that off, essentially. And then you got a game tomorrow if you win that, got another game. Then you get another week off before the Super Bowl. And, you know, what, three going, games in like look at that. six weeks or something it's like perfect because <laughs> that's when they start to struggle is when, you know, the older guys on defense start to get a little worn down and they miss some tackles. And they don't have to worry about that because they're playing every other week, every other week. I mean, l- literally like that, you know, wear and tear won't be an excuse. No, right. Like no. this is uh, no, it's, it's, it's setting up perfectly for them. And we saw what they've done after buys before. Like, they went on that run after that three-game losing streak, had the bye, and then just came out like a team on a mission. And so, uh, no, yeah, they're looking good going in. Yeah, there is one thing the 49ers have to keep the Packers from doing. We have that coming up for you top of the hour. Also, saw some interesting from an NFC scout, and he was mm. asked, is there anything, are there any weaknesses in this 49er offense? And he said, they're a machine, but he said, there are two. 
Ooh, yeah, so we'll two weaknesses. This is from an NFC scout. He okay, there's two things. Got them from the Cowboys or who? Well, who Cowboys, I don't know. Right? It's a good question. <laughs> could and be I from the Commanders the or something. Yeah, could be. Could be. Well, maybe he's wrong, Jay. We'll see what you think. We have that coming up right now. Talking about the Kings who lost and Kings fans last night. Upset. Unhappy. We've had booze. We've had fans heckling the Kings. Yeah. What? Kings fans, did you see what Terrence Davis just said either today or yesterday? No, what did he say? And he's in the G League now. He yeah, said, he, he just got hurt too. Yeah. yeah, and somebody was talking to him about, oh, are you, you know, hard feelings? He said, you know what? No, he said Wes Wilcox apologized to him. You uh-huh. know, when the season started, but he said Sacramento. He said those are the best fans. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. He's not even here anymore. Not even here. Yeah. No, they showed him love, man. And, and there's a segment of people who say. We need to go out and get TD, bring him back. Mm-hmm. That's what we're missing right now. Right, right. But uh, I don't know if he would have said that based on what the uh, Kings fans were saying last night. I know you didn't think Kings fans. Um, I don't mind the booing. At their best. I, I don't mind the booing. I I'm, I agree with you, and you mentioned it earlier. The booing's fine. It's the social media stuff. The trade this guy, fire Mike Brown. You know, that gets to be too much. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want a booty effort that you saw out there on the court, I'm all for that. You either boo or you speak with your money. That, those are the two things that I think fans can do. It's Everybody's an expert now on social media. Everybody said, Monty needs to do this. He doesn't, like Monty doesn't know what he's doing. Mike Brown needs to do, like Mike Brown doesn't know what he's doing. Everybody's in, it's like, and, and I hate to go there, it's like Aaron Rodgers knowing better than the doctors and the scientists and everything. Uh, you know, you got some Joe Schmo on Twitter. Oh, he said it. It must be true. It, it, like, Who's, I, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. At I, least, it, it fires me up, Whitey. At least when you're booing, you're there, and everyone right. can see you, and hey, that guy's booing. Social media, you're hiding, right? You're hiding, Basically, right? Exactly. On your phone or whatever. Right, and, and you're saying things you probably wouldn't say in front of the players, in front of the coaches, the organization, and so it's, it's frustrating to see. Yeah. By the way, Kyle Draper actually got off Twitter at, uh, what, about 2.05 today, and by... <laughs> 320 was a 320 J or so he's like yeah, oh, I'm I'm back on Twitter. 338 <laughs> 338 I was back dude it's like Tracy the 340 break it, it, I'm I'm on there for work purposes because it's trade season I don't want to miss a Woj bomb or a Shams bomb or something like that so I was like let me get I think back we got on. you covered on oh, you, during you guys, the show you, you probably could have got know. on after <laughs> But it's funny because you really did do it, huh? You didn't I did. just say it. You really did no, it. No, I deleted it, yes. And then uh, it, it's and funny. Then he went to it and said, oh, I forgot. And right, I the next commercial break, I was like, all right, let me see what's happening. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually deleted that. <laughs> and so a few more commercial breaks later, I said, all right, uh, let me sign back up. Yeah. So I got it again. 339-1140, Willie's with us on Sackdown Sports. What's up, Willie? Hey, man, you make a brother wait so long, you forget what he's trying to say, man. Hey, look, <laughs> hey, hey, look Drake, my boy KD. Hey, hey, look, man, y- y'all can't, y'all can't, you can't be upset with the, with the social media and, and, and the fans. Look, man, they deserve to get booed, man. Four games, losing streak. Let me tell you something. And, and Drake, I mean, hey, uh, Draper, man, I heard you scream when Dame hit that three. Man, I heard you all the way in New York City, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, man. That was a Dame Dagger, baby. That that was a Dame Dagger. That one hurt. I know, I know, but you ain't gotta you ain't gotta pump it up like that, dog. Look, was I was great. I too excited for you? Was I too oh, excited? Man, you were too you, you were too excited, man, because you know 
I know, I know he's probably one of your favorite players, but here's the deal. <laughs> Dre, here's the deal. Last year, you dogged me, man. You you straight up dogged me and, and high fly will, will you know, he he he'll t- test it. I told you the Kings should have tried to get because the salaries matched uh with both these guys. The, and, and let HB go try to get PJ Washington and try to get Christian Wood. And and if they would have done that, we would have been a little bit more and, and it's not a debate. I mean, I might I might be wrong. You know, I know you might be think different, <laughs> but we need athletic low post some athletic wing guys, man. We don't have it. We don't have athletic wing guys and H B is done. He's done, man. I mean, I've been telling you all along. Two points, one rebound, one assist. Man, it, it's too many games like that. He they, they gotta do something. And then and then coach coach is stubborn, man. Why 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 baby y'all ain't getting no run? Thank you, Willie. Willie, you, you're killing me, man. I, yeah, yeah. You you came at me from all different angles. Christian um, Wood and PJ Washington. I like PJ. I like Look at Christian Wood. There's a reason why he's bounced around in his career. I don't know what it is because it seems like every time we play him, he goes off on us. He has a good game against us. Apparently, he is a guy that just wants the ball a lot. Yeah. He's not getting the ball. He's not happy. Right. Bless and, him. And we don't need that. We don't need it. Now, PJ seems like a tough, hard-nosed, good role player. You know, can at times get you 25, you know, rebounds well. I would kick the tires on him. And I think, you know, when you look at uh, Charlotte, they're in a constant rebuilding state. And they might need uh, some more cracks at the draft. And so I would be willing to offer up a first-rounder for P.J. Hmm. I would bet he's on their list. Yeah. I think Jeremy Grant's higher. But right, I do think right. It's funny because at first we were saying, look, these guys that we're hearing about, it's probably going to be somebody that we're not even thinking yeah. of. But then what do you know? It came. It turned out that they were very close to getting Pascal Siakam. So I think that – at least tells us exactly what they're looking for. And P.J. would be not at the top, but he'd be on that yeah, list. Yeah, he'd, be, he'd fit that mold a little yeah. bit, you know. And and if you're talking Jeremy Grant, if you're talking P.J., if you're talking Pascal, you're talking a four-man, right? Like we yeah. Could, right, pretty much. As you much know. as you can, you know, in today's game, game it's all yeah, blurred, but yeah, sure. three, four, you know, somebody yeah. like that. And so based on the reports, maybe that's the direction. But we talked about it earlier too, Whitey. It's not just one thing. You need that, but then you also need some backcourt uh, help in terms of defensive help. Like, I, I still think a Matisse Thibel would be perfect. Mm-hmm. If you could, like you said, if you could get Jeremy Grant and Matisse, that kills a lot of your issues. That cures a lot of your issues. You know, I wish they could get, and I don't think he's on the board. Th- Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, <laughs> no, he runs the floor. Right. What a novel right. concept. Right. A big. You know how it is. You coach basketball. Yep. Basketball, you teach bigs. Run the floor. You're going to get yeah. baskets. You do that, you're going to get the easiest baskets in your life. You might get two uh, baskets a game. You might get. You might score 10 points a game just running the floor. He does that, and he does it really well. And he defends, and Domas isn't running the floor because he's too busy dribbling the ball off his foot, bringing it across half court. Yeah. <laughs> off his foot. <laughs> well, he turns the ball over. Sorry. I'm, 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 you're being too hard on DeMontis Sabonis. DeMontis Sabonis is great. I've gotten to the point where I'm. I'm I think – I'm ready to see somebody else bring the ball up the floor. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would like to know what people think about that. Do we need to take the ball to Domas's hands in transition? 
Not all Give the time. Give it to De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's all right. Yes. <laughs> I will say this. I think it's like a changeup, and now teams have seen right. the changeup. Right. And they're sitting on your changeup. Right. And, and, and one of the callers said this earlier, and, and it was a good point. When Domas is bringing up the floor, teams aren't overreacting to that. They're not like, oh, here he comes. I got to stop the ball, stop him. Because they know he's looking to dish. Yeah. So now they're staying on the shooters, hugging mm-hmm. up on them. Now De'Aaron Fox gets the ball coming down. You know Fox is looking to get buckets. Mm-hmm. You help. Hopefully he kicks out, and then you get some open looks that way. Plus, I also think Domas would be really effective running the floor. Running the floor, filling the lane. The yeah. Yeah. We All right. rarely see that. Yeah. Rarely see that. And that's easy buckets. 339-1140-1800-920-1140. And, yeah, coming up, we'll tell you that uh, what an NFC scout says are the two weaknesses of the 49er offense. Next year, it's the Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports.